Let's hear it for the boys. Boom, boom. Let's hear it for my baby. Happy 100th episode, Z Zebras. Hello, Zebras. This is Jake in Ridgewood. Congratulations on your 100th episode. You make me so proud. 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 Marcus. Yes. Do you like movies? Yes, I do. Scott. Do you like movies? Most of the time. Have do, Since you started this podcast, do you think you like movies more now or less? Yes and no. Um, the first two years, I think we're on year three. No, uh, no, two thousand. Oh yes, that was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, so we're so we're on year three. The first two years were like a just a cacophony of understanding and discovery, and I watched probably four hundred movies the first two years, and it opened up my brain and theoretic eye and critical eye in a way that I didn't expect. I started the podcast as someone who I thought was like someone who knew more about movie than the average Joe, but still not close to an expert. And I still think I'm close to an expert. But this year has been a real challenge because I now, now it's become the way that it's hard for me to enjoy certain rap beats because as a rap producer, you you can sort of he- hear or see how the sausage is made and it's made movie enjoyment a little more difficult this year. This year has been a struggle. Welcome to Zebras in America, the movie America. Podcast. 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 Podcast episode, episode 100. Sorry, I ain't going to do that voice no more. Um, I yeah. was wondering how long you were going to do that. How long I going to do that? I can't sustain that for a whole episode. It, I, I would start laughing and stuff. It would get really weird. Marcus, I want to ask you a question. You've been in the movie criticism discussion world for a while. Mm -hmm. Since the podcast has started, do you feel like your relationship has changed? Like, from like the blog to the podcast, do you feel like it's changed for you at all? Or is it the same? Yeah, no, it's definitely not the same. I think just because podcasts are. um, What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you touching me? That was Scott touching me. Yeah. My shoulder. Yeah. Um, Podcasts are more free. People are more prone to start a podcast and start a movie site or a blog or a WordPress. That's not saying that movie writing isn't dead. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are doing it. I just like it less. Um, I've been saying this that I'll tweet about it or I'll even incorporate a couple of lines into the few things that I write about this year. I just think as far as written criticism goes, it's just become this thing where every specifically new movies every new movie every piece about a new movie is some like personalized thing and it's just like is the movie good or not did you think the movie was good or not based on certain criteria it's like do you know other films that you can i guess maybe compare it to is it better this or less but everyone has this like weird personal attachment everything is politicized which kind of waters down some movies 
should be politicized, but not like Ant-Man 2. Not, you know what I'm saying, I, I like I skyscraper. Dis- I actually disagree, but, cool. but not for the reasons that those think pieces are, often are. I think the tentpole billionaire movies are, are political propaganda. They're political propaganda I enjoy. However, they do present narratives of this of neoliberal existence under the guise of capitalistic structures. But that's different. But that's the big picture. This is like, I'm talking about the single person that writes about a movie. I have to hear about their childhood and right. their disease. Like, I don't and care. I know that sounds me. I don't care. May I, may I piggyback on sure, that? Sure, sure. See, because the thing is, that that is a style made famous by uh, actual writers. Mm-hmm. Like... Adolf Reed or Hunter S. Thompson, who was like mm-hmm. one of the first person to insert himself into the story, or Joan Didion comparing her stories. Those people are accomplished writers mm-hmm. who who know how to write. My problem with that my too. problem with a lot of these think pieces are are they're they're written not by writers that are very good. They're written by writers yeah. that aren't engaging in their past. Yeah, exactly. When I prepare a paper for social work school or when I prepare a a research project, the first thing I have to do is I need to collect collect any papers or any literature that exists about the thing that I am researching to yeah. make sure that my hypothesis hasn't been made already. That's the next thing I was gonna and, get into. And my and my issue is that the that many of these writers who aren't very good writers, who aren't doing the research academic level writing, which and there's no Something, excuse for it and there's in no 2019. And, and not to say that all that academic writing is necessarily good, but I think an academic approach is good. Like when I was trying to write about Moscow Zero, my first thing was I went into Libsyn and EBSCOhost to see if there were any, to see that maybe there was an academic writing about it. There wasn't. I hope there will be one day. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to make the personal into your criticism of something, it should be done well. And I also think that people that are shallowly or facetiously, no, how do you say like some, how do you use facade in like a past adjective? Facetiously? I don't know. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, aren't reading, aren't, aren't reading, like, I didn't even mean to go there. Aren't? You know, like, they aren't reading Sontag. They're not. And the people that are writing like stuff on like film comment and stuff are often making pieces that aren't necessarily accessible to people, so there is like a divide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the whole personal thing really is to these days is being used to make your work criticism proof, right? Well, it yeah. affects me. Yeah. It means a lot to me, thus you can't criticize it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. it's it's actually very disingenuous. Yeah. It's, it's a little low actually. Yeah. Um, well, opinions are the lowest form of truth. Right, exactly. It's like my, you can't criticize it because when I was five, it really meant something to me. And it's, it's G.I. Joe meant something to me when I was exactly. five. And, and that cartoon yeah. is not very good yeah. if you revisit there it. There are commercials that mean things to me because my father or my mother watched it with me and we used to laugh. I'm not going to go and say this commercial is the high level of art and representation. Was it, was it an after school tutoring commercial from the 90s? 
Dun dun dun. No, that, that, that didn't mean that much to me. I actually got really underpaid for that commercial. Do you ever see that commercial? No. I was in this commercial called Hunt for Huntington Learning Center, and they played it for like twenty years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. It was it was hilarious. Oh. But it was, it was like a a nonprofit industrial commercial, and like. Did we mention that this is was in America episode one hundred? I did. Yeah. Okay, my in name. my yeah. voice. Oh, nice. I, I didn't say my name. Hi, everybody. This is M Two May. One one of the third zebras. Yes. Happy See, to be here for 100. Uh, one of our other zebras, uh, Saskia, uh, couldn't make it, but sends her love. And we're giving no shout-outs this episode except to say hi, Doug, because we love all of you and thank you very much for everything you've done for us. But we've learned in the past that it's just too exhaustive, and so everybody, we are thanking everybody. Yeah. Night. I will say too, like older pieces on older movies. That's a little different because there's been time to grow with these movies. The new the new reviews came out when they came out, so revisiting things and long form stuff. But also, they're also just I think to do stuff. And I don't mean to sound like I don't know what the word is, whether it's elitist or better than. But there should I guess there should be some kind of like interesting life experience, or maybe that's just me. If you just like. Have something to say. So if it's just like, if you haven't experienced a lot of stuff in life, and I know that that you know that that could get pretty broad and pretty vague. It's it goes back to just then. I don't really care what personal yeah. thing you have to just say. Like, this applies to, you know. And then it becomes an essay, not yeah. not criticism. Yes, yeah. so that too. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's sort of like that. You know the movie adaptation where you know dude was trying to write the story about something else, but put himself into it. It's, it's not it's not the same. And also, as far as like revisiting things, sometimes it's like, you know, if you got it wrong the first time, you know, any of you guys search the Rolling Stone review for Midnight Marauders. It is painfully bad. Oh. What how bad they say that the, this album is? Like you'd think it was a Pitchfork article. It was it was so like this is so unremarkable, and wow. then but then there's also stuff where it's like, you know, like when the source was was revisiting albums and giving albums five mics retroactively. Yeah, I remember that. It's like you know what, I don't, I don't, I just think like it wasn't done in an interesting way. No, like they didn't. They didn't re- like re-talk about the record. They kind of just said, "Oh, we should have gave it five instead of four and a half. We're sorry. The people spoke. Here we go." It was a lot. Of, like I remember, uh, what's it called? Smith and Wesson's first album got three mics. Oh, I remember. I used to, I used to get. Hot. Well, it was boot camp specific. Like Black uh, Enter the Stage got three mics. They they were always very lukewarm towards uh, towards towards early them. boot yeah. camp stuff. Yeah, they were. And some I understand, but like. You know, to shine first, in and enter the stage, I mean, come on. Those first three, but, four records. I mean, what did they give Helter Skelter? Did they give out a four? That was three and a half or something. See, that, come I on, think. man. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember, yeah. th- if I remember correctly, they gave, uh, XXL gave Fun Crusher Plus a medium. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. Th- yeah. you know. But th- there was a thing where, uh, where under, if it was independent music for 97, 98, like they would never go out on a limb. <clears throat> If it was East Coast underground, yeah, East Coast, East Coast underground, because yeah. under- they because they gave like some corrupt records, good, good, but corrupt was connect, but corrupt was connected to uh, a, a large label, so like sure. he still had that cachet. Like Company Flow had no cachet, so they're, they're no. giving that a medium, right? Like I remember it was a big deal when they gave Most Def's album a four and a half the source, right? Did they? 
Was it over the four? Was that four to four and a I half? Didn't know. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. It was. It was. I stopped was, by, by. That was late nineties. I stopped reading the yeah. source by that. By At that, that point, point um, stress was out. Yeah, and that was oh, a wow. real. That was a, that was a really stress. good run. Was a Redman on, on on a cover of one of the covers? There was. I think there was one of the first covers. There was, yeah. there was while you were sleeping. There was oh, ego trip. Yeah. There were. There I think was, that's why they did that. There was elemental. Because if most Death's album came out to say ninety five, right? And those other competitors weren't around. They wouldn't have did that. I think they realized stressing them were around. They were like, "Yo, we can't. We kind of can't keep dissing." Also, records. like I don't. But at the same time, I think like eclectic records that eclectic records and eclectic movies. So we can sort of get yeah. back. Um, the the earlier you get, the worse they were get get reviews. Totally. I mean, like like inner city griots. Is is an eclectic ass record that yeah. didn't get the love that I no. think it deserved, ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. still doesn't. No, I think that album is as good as Midnight Marauders. There's a lot of West Coast stuff that's just as good yeah. as the East Coast stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, I think I think Inner City Griots is is, is yeah. Is we'll have we'll have to talk like about hieroglyphics or Souls of Mischief on our next episode. Okay. Yeah. You know I'm a big yeah. Hyro fan. Well, because ninety three till infinity. Again, when it first came out, it was like, I mean, 93, the song, yeah, but yeah, yeah. What it is, what has it been like, him to me? I think you've been on the show more than any other guest. Uh, you and I have known each other almost 20 years. Um, Gosh. We lived together for five years. We've made music together. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've scored all of your movies. Mm-hmm. Um you're one of my close friends. You you introduced me to Marcus. I've known Marcus what six seven six seventeen sixteen years fifteen years a long two thousand four fifteen so fifteen years, years. Going, yeah going on sixteen um, yeah. and I think I met you in two thousand two yeah and I, when we all had dinner with Moody and DJ Center Moody wow <laughs> yeah. wow man I haven't seen Moody in a long time and I'd uh, love I haven't to. seen DJ Center in a while. I don't think any of us have a <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Has DJ Center seen DJ Center? Ooh, last thing we know. Anyway, moving on. What is it? So, one, when you heard that we were doing this, like, what did you think about it? And what is it, what has it been like, one, to see us do this? What are some of the things that you think that we've done well? And, like, yeah. Um, because I think the genesis of the podcast was that night the three of us were hanging out years ago at that bar that I came to meet you at, and then Scott happened to be there. Which bar was that? Yeah, I don't know, but I remember. Freddy's. But at one point, the Freddies. Yeah. This woman came up and like tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "I don't mean to eavesdrop, but this is the most interesting conversation I ever heard." And then yeah. that that kind of stuck with me. And then you know, yeah. Oh man, it's been great. I, I have to say, on, on on two levels, it's been good. Um, well, I'll speak personally. I'm I'm always happy when like friends that I have in different quadrants become become friends. I, I've, I've had a few in my life where I have a friend from here and a friend from there, then they meet, and next thing you know, they're hanging out. I actually quite like that. I feel sure. like, you know, I'm bridging people together. It makes me feel good. Like, I, I know good people, and I'm doing good things in the world, and I'm contributing to the world. But also, it's been good because... You actually, because of y'all podcast, I've actually bridged into listening to other podcasts. I was very kind of like, eh, what is this podcast thing? Yeah. I don't want to listen to it. It's too much. I sometimes have like old man syndrome. But also, are you someone as far as from your day to day, from what you do to work, are you someone who sits a lot? 
Because that's, I mean, I've, I've, everyone, you can download and be on the go, but that's I've, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm on the go a lot. A foundational thing, like, I, my job, I sit for eight to ten hours yeah. a day, so I'm a, that, that's why I'm a podcast. I think a big part of it, because some, a lot of people, too, and I know how much, besides from just making music, you listen to music a lot. Yeah. Because I'm someone, when I'm on the, I can't listen to just people talking when I'm walking through the, I need See, I'm actually different. Now, I'm, I can never do, I can never do that. I'm actually different. I have to say, actually, I actually walk. And listen to podcasts. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I like. That's what I do. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. like whenever I have wow. to sit somewhere, I, I can never like put any. I don't have. I'm 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 an educator when I'm working. Yeah. So I have to like constantly be available and like so when I'm on the train is maybe the only time that I'm sitting listening to things. But I walk and but I I, yeah. I, I read when I'm on the train. Yeah. When I'm on the train, I, I catch up on literature. On literature. But but more about us. Yeah. But um. But the thing that's been about great about y'all is. It's been good to see a kind of organic way of talking about movies where you sit there and y'all just discuss what you're seeing, how it's making you feel, where it goes into your own lives, your own perceptions of the world, the different conversations that have, that have come up, the interesting different guests and how the different guests brings thing, bring things out of you. Because I, I now listen to a lot more podcasts. And, and I think and, some. I think and some. Here, here we will pause to play some testimonials from previous guests. Doom, 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 doom. My name is Liam Gavin, writer and director of indie horror one film thing... A Dark Song. Um, just wish to congratulate Zebras in America for their hundredth pod- podcast, which I believe is the only podcast in America to be hosted by actual zebras. Uh, I appeared on it not so long ago and talked much about early hip hop and genre film. And I enjoyed it immensely. So congratulations to all the guys over there. Hey, this is Jared Gilman. Just wanted to pop in and say congrats on uh, 100 episodes. Uh, you guys are awesome. Podcast is awesome. Your music, the theme, every show is great. Music, film taste is also on par. Uh, what more can you ask for, really? Hello, everybody in Zebra's land. This is Robert Cotto, and I want to wish... Zebras in America, congratulations on a hundred mind-blowing epic podcasts where Captain Marcus Penn and Scott Thorough get together and just be themselves. It's amazing. It's epic. Here's to a hundred more. I love you both. I also love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Peace. Yo, this is Shaka King. You are listening to episode 100 of Zebras in America featuring Marcus Penn, Scott Thurow, and whoever the guests are on for that day, and me, Shaka King, adding a little drop, Zebras in America. Ta-da! Zebras in America. The one thing I'll say about a lot of podcasts is there's a kind of um, sometimes formal nature to some of them that feel like, like, it's like, I get you're trying to do like a Charlie Rose thing. I don't know, maybe not Charlie, Charlie Rose is a wrong someone. I don't know, who, who has like a very formal kind of style of oh, like, yeah, James, uh, James Lipton, like inside yeah, the yeah, exactly. That's actually it, where it's very formal and you wait. Or like any them. of the NPR podcasts, like those are fine. I exactly. like those podcasts. I like Making the Murder. I like yeah. S-Town. Yeah, I like Ira Glass, but that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah, and some of it is so formal that you never feel like you get anybody's personal voice. You feel like you go in there and you get a... Um, 
sometimes performative, sure. sometimes academic, sometimes a presentational kind of voice, and you don't really get that here. And that's what I think that's what's been great about your podcast is that you're able to, like, I know you both. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you listen to them, you're getting them both. Sure. Trust me, <laughs> you are getting Marcus and Scott. You're not getting Scott the podcaster or Marcus the podcaster. No. You are getting them as people. Trust me. If you come, take it, take it from me. Please. There's slightly a little less tea. Oh yeah, you always got up. Like, of course, I'm not gonna. Like, like yeah. if you were out yeah. at a bar with some people you don't know, you're not. Well, maybe Scott. Uh, I'm, I've <laughs> I'm changed joking. a lot. I'm, I'm that growing. was a joke, bro. You I'm, know it was a joke. I'm evolving. But I'm saying, but if you're out, you're always gonna yeah, yeah. edit yeah. yourself. Be you know what I'm saying? So this is no different stuff. than I think. Think you guys going out and hanging with some people, and like, right. you know, oh, I can't say that because that person works with that person that I was about to make fun of. And like, even what I like is like even. You being on our podcast, now you're on other podcasts. You're on. Yeah. You've been on my favorite podcast, Champagne yeah, yeah. Champagne I've done Charts. It a couple times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, and it seems like they like they know about movies. They're they're, they're oh yeah, some, they're movie watchers. They're yeah. some cultured dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if oh they, yeah, if, I would, they, I would, if I, they ever want to be on the show, you should talk. You should talk to Trevor. Get him on do. the show. We 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 talk in, in DM quite a bit. Yeah, you he was um, show. DMing me. He was hitting me up about Jamal Fanaka uh, a little yeah, while back. Yeah, yeah. He was, um, but yeah. Yeah, Trevor's yeah. a he's a he's a movie he's a movie watcher, man. He we, we went and saw the last, last you, black that, man and that Sharon episode was the, together. That episode was the reason Lil, I didn't Lil, see it. Lil B. <laughs> no, no, if Lil B was in the movie, I would probably would liked it a whole lot better. And he, I wonder if he's seen that movie. Have you? I can't wait. I feel like speaking of Champagne Sharks, I can't wait for them. You might even be on the show if you decide to see it for them to get into Waves. Oh, that's a movie. I, I need that movie to come out and more people see it because I already know the re- certain like this group of people, this group of people, they're gonna react this way to yeah. it. I already know. I'm just sitting back and yeah. just waiting. When is that all. coming out? I don't even. I'm, I stop okay. caring about anything. Yeah. Other oh, shout out to Sterling K. That oh yeah that that was a yeah. Waves is is it's a movie, but Sterling K. Brown kills it. Otherwise, it's it's one of those. There's a lot of layers to it that a lot of them annoy me more than anything. I'm gonna say one thing. This is my this is my opinion. You're gonna take it from me. I'm I'm gonna give it another year or two. But if he keeps doing bad movies, I'm gonna make a formal campaign for Sterling K. K. Brown to be in better movies mm. that equal like his acting talent. I wish I would and get him off. This is us. I wish I would have done that for Forrest Whitaker years ago because he's. Oh uh, yeah. He's at least in interesting movies, though. Like they may not always sure, be great. Sure. Before some of the, some of them are interesting in the wrong way. He's some his status, not not to diss the man. Yeah, but he's in a cat. There was that. There's been slivers where he was a list yeah. or a list adjacent. Yeah, where he would have been like in the shadows of like a Yafet Koto's Mister B. He would have been a great Bond villain. Because yeah. when Force Warrior gets dark and hulkish and like angry and mean, it's really something. Uh, nobody else can really do it like he can. Yeah. But I don't think he has the same status anymore, and I don't, you know. But I would have loved to see him as a Bond villain. But even like when he showed up as like in that Star Wars movie that was essentially a Mass Effect game, he was dope. <laughs> oh, Rogue One. Yeah. 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 Did, did you hear? But I, I even heard they botched that up with his shooting, or like they had to reshoot his stuff. It was like, oh, really? They like rewrote. I'm gonna get it wrong. I know there was a big thing where like they didn't. Where where the final thing you realize is they didn't even use Forrest Whitaker. As well as they could have. Wow. I mean, mm. that, you know, 
I think it's also just like really hard to act at a green screen. Yeah. Yeah. When when the script is changing every thirty seconds, mm. I know that was Rogue. That was that was Rogue One, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know that was Rogue One. Apparently, the script like would change like daily. <laughs> they they had no idea. Like the movie we we saw is not the that is not the script, is not the shooting script. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And script doctoring, <laughs> and all that garbage. <laughs> Do you have any any questions for us? I have any more questions for y'all. I, I, I asked I, I asked a couple. Uh let's see. Um, um what's the what's what's the weirdest thing you, you've had to has there any been anything you watched that you would have not normally watched if you were if you were doing this podcast? Striking Vipers. <laughs> really? You wouldn't have watched Striking no, Vipers? No. <laughs> really? It was no. like, did you not? Did you not watch Black Mirror? I'm not really into that sort of thing. Interesting. Um, it's gone down for me as 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 a series. I I don't I don't really like Black Mirror anymore. There's there's a lot of I Same. mean there's so many mm-hmm. movies I would have never have known about were not for this. Yeah. I didn't even know who Claire Denis was when I started this, yeah. this podcast. So, um, yeah. What about you, Marcus? I guess, you know, sorry in advance, Scott, I think it would be Marauders, because that was a movie when I heard about it. Fuck you. I wanted it to be great. Like, I, thought, I was like, no, this is going to... I was so distracted by the, like... Oh, Seventh Continent. The use... Oh, yeah. You would have watched Seventh Continent. Interesting. I was just it's really... Sad, I was just really... Movie. I get I was, it. I was, whenever Marcus would just, like, send me a depressing-ass movie, I would just be pissed off. I think with with Mar- I knew, but with Marauders, I knew that there were certain actors who were kind of cashing in on. It's the equivalent of like what Sean Price, Cool G, Rap, and Mr. Fab did in the mid two thousands when they just would get paid for features for anyone. And Bruce Willis was doing this a lot, but I in- Chris, like when I when Chris Walken in the eighties said he would do any movie as long as he had a schedule time. Yeah, <laughs> and and this was the case where like Bruce Willis but was doing his own that thing. Movie was yeah. great. Like, it was just... Like, Christopher Maloney was supposed to be in the same shot scene as Bruce Willis, but it was clearly not Bruce Willis's back that we saw when... That's, it's just, that's true. And it was just a little too distracting. There'd be, like, a shootout happening, and then it would cut to, like, Bruce Willis by himself just running, and it's like, you're not even with these guys. You know, it's like... It's the equivalent of, like, when it's a combination of bad mixing and... Rappers not being in the studio at the same uh, time, where you can hear the difference in volume, yeah. call, like everything, and it's just like it just like, takes you he out. He emailed it. that verse. Yeah, it just takes you out of it. I can't. I just. I can't. And getting Warren Wade to watch Belly. That's oh funny. sure, sure. That's funny. Sure. I, I don't shout know, out, I, shout I, out I to Warren. Warren, which is also interesting because Warren literally lives in Locust Manor, uh, right next door to St Albans. Like some of Belly was shot in Locust Manor, yeah. so. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, fun fun fact: we we lost an episode once that we hope to find one day. Yeah. We. I still have the computer. Not yeah. gonna say which episode it was, but we once, halfway through an episode, um, realized we had stopped recording halfway into the episode, and we, um just started back over and I think did a pretty good job mm. and we've only not released one episode 
And that was the one that you... No, 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 no. no, no. This is another thing. No, 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 no. no. We've, no. Only, we've only one time recorded an episode and not released it. Can I get a reason why? Like, I'm off... I'm, off definitely off record. Sorry, listen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm asking. I'm writing this down so I don't forget. I want to know. No, I, I, I remember. I'll tell you. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't see you find out new things every day. Those are some fun facts. Um, and, like... Or, like... So, like the the me asking Marcus if he smoked PCP gag, yeah, just started from um, a friend of mine saying, Scott, you you talk about PCP on the show a lot, and I'm like, all right, well now I'm going to mention it every single episode. Yeah. Or my friend most Doug, people, most people uh, listening to the show, Doug he used to have a great podcast called Schlock Treatment that was getting some really good traction. He really but, enjoys uh, yeah. eating food and showing plate showing pictures of plates of his food on Instagram. Oh, I was going to say, did, oh, yeah, but I'm not on Instagram, so... Hi, Doug. Um, yeah, and so I was just like, oh, it would be funny if I said, hi, Doug. Because, like, my, my favorite radio shows... Mm-hmm. My favorite non-music radio... Well, my favorite radio shows are The Howard Stern Show, which I've heard has not aged so well, um, and The Best Show. It's just, yeah, it's this show on WFMU that's just oh. irreverent as, as heck in it. Let you guys. I just realized you're gonna actually meet Doug at my wedding, in person. I will make be. sure to not meet him. What the fuck? <laughs> He's gonna avoid him the whole wedding. He's gonna We're gonna have you guys him. sit at the same table. It's like Martin Scorsese, like the first time he saw Akira Kurosawa, and he just hit under the table. Or who was the who was the who's the the guitarist uh, in Sweet and Low Down the. Every time oh, he and he's see, afraid of Django. Every time he's afraid of Django, right on his faint, and yeah. like he didn't want to be near him, yeah, because he was so intimidated. Um, yeah. So those are some fun facts about the podcast. So I have, I have a couple future future question, not couple, but a general future question. What's something that y'all haven't done yet that y'all want to do with the podcast? Well, one, I'm still up to doing it. Maybe not for this show because it's maybe it's outdated. But in the future, we were going to, like, take a series and watch it from beginning to end. Because we were going to do something with Twin Peaks. But I think at this point, that well has been drained. I think people... I'm not going to say they lost interest, but so much has already been said about it. I Twin actually Peaks. just started watching the new series. <clears throat> but maybe when a new cool Same. series comes out, we can, we can do that. Because I'm, I'm, even though this is technically a film podcast, so many director, film directors are from Refn. He did... Reference new show on Amazon, literally every episode is a minimum 80-something minutes. So every episode is a film. You got David Lynch now doing Twin Peaks and all these different filmmakers now going to TV. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do live commentary for things. I'd like to do a film festival. I'd like to... um, I'd like to have... Some of uh, wouldn't mind having some of our heroes on some directors. Yeah, we've gotten we got real close with one, and then we it got just real started. Close it with just, a bunch. With a bunch, you're right, and then they all kind of faded away. But we're even you know, the last still, one that I I may, I may not know who you're. Yeah, well, talking about. But not gonna. Yeah. But yeah, we've got some cool other cool things on the horizon that might get us closer to getting certain, uh, you know, filmmakers. And 
there's other folks that just I, I alone know personally that it's like, wait, why haven't I asked them to be on the show? That would be really cool. So y'all yeah, should, you, you know what y'all should do? I'm gonna give you have like some like not even just the filmmakers, have some like film crew people on here. That's some, something that's, a, that's get something. Some, get some cinematographers, so th- some sound, some sound people. There, there's someone who who runs a movie theater that I meant to have on the show. That, that'd be great. Um, yeah, or like a theater programmer. Well, technically, we've had a former we have programmer had a, on the show. But yes. Hi, this is John Cribbs. And this is Christopher Funderberg. We are from The Pink Smoke. We just wanted to let you guys know how proud we are and how excited we are that you have reached 100 episodes. Yeah, Marcus, you have been somebody who was there from us almost at the very beginning of the Pink Smoke, writing for us, working with us, uh, supporting the site, someone that we always loved working with and loved hosting your work. And you've been an incredible presence on Twitter. You have your own great site, the Penland Empire. Uh, we're so happy that you branched out and started doing this podcast as well, that you took on this new venture and that you're just fucking killing it for a hundred episodes of unrelenting zebras in America. John? It's been great too to meet Scott through this podcast. You guys are an amazing uh, duo. Uh, It's what makes this podcast so unique that one episode you can talk about Claire Denis and another one you can talk about Cyborg 2. And there's been so much... uh, love and emotion between you guys on the show even people who don't know you have just been drawn into it by what a great chemistry the two of you have so congratulations guys we hope that yeah, last another 500 episodes 1000 episodes and then you have to quit that's it 1000 and that's it 1100 and you have to quit after that, it'll be excessive. <laughs> congratulations, congratulations, guys. guys! Congratulations, Scott and Marcus. Let's get Ashley um, Clark on the show. Who did? I didn't even realize he knew who I was, but we actually chopped it up at TIFF this year a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a really. We cool kept dude. bumping into each other, and then oh right, bam! Oh yeah, duh, Ashley yeah, Clark yeah, yeah. is the yeah. head pro. For those who don't know, he's the head. Well, I, I'm, he's the he's the head programmer yeah, at Bama, head program, but there's someone above him. It's you know yeah. hierarchy yeah. weird. I don't uh, understand. I want to have some random people on the show. Mm-hmm. We've um, got that too. We got some some guests that two two in particular that we've been planning to have that we should still have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so far, no one's really gotten mad at us on the show. What do you mean, like? During the show, yeah. like we've had like a big disagreement on the show. Yeah, no, I I don't like when like really see that happen. Like when Jim Everett like tackled Jim Rome. Oh, when he kept calling him Chris, <laughs> Chris Everett. Everett. Yeah, exactly. Or the great when 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 Gallagher was on Marin's podcast. Oh yeah, the, 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 oh, 20, the twenty minute episode. Because <laughs> I, I think what happened was Gallagher, who's very right wing and conservative, he clearly because in the comic comic community someone clearly had to warn him that like hey mark Marin, he's a leftist guy uh, he's in america because right from the start gallagher was very aggressive and defensive and then 20 minutes into he's like you know what fuck this and he just takes the headphones off and storms out and Marin's like we're really gonna do seriously <laughs> yeah it was it, it was a very aggressive 20 minutes um, would you would you would y'all have someone i mean i don't know as a movie podcast i'm trying to think like what would be a level of disagreement that could be antagonistic 
Mm. Like, I don't want you to have someone having like, certain, like I don't know, I want to have someone, someone like, 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 like Ben Shapiro or someone like who's like an asshole to everything. No, like, I couldn't. I, no, no, after I, I, was, I don't yeah, mean like that. Yeah, yeah. After I read Shapiro's tweet about Trayvon Martin, that's all you need but to know. But he's been doing a lot of this like recent. I've retweeted a couple of times where it's like where he tries to talk about art, where he's calling rap music not music. Yeah, yeah. And he did one about about American movies are. The from the certain era are better than any other kind of movies in the world. Look, he makes an argument. He thinks Christopher Nolan's one of the best directors out. So that again, that's just there's so many things. That's all you need yeah. to know about I Ben Shapiro. I think we're quite under Ben Shapiro's pay grade, um, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, but I mean, like equivalent of that. I don't think you'd. Yeah, have, I, like, I, I know what you. I'm trying to. What think. What would you like? What would be? A, I was I was concerned when we were scheduled to. Interview Ari the Rugged Man. That maybe really? there was with him. I mean, you never. Even though he's mature, he's a family man. You know, he's definitely yeah. someone. Because also backstory. And, this isn't saying anything bad. How that day started, it was definitely like what, what? Where are we going? What's happening? I don't. Did we? We can we? Should we just tell? I don't, I don't think. I don't think that's necessary. Okay, but it was definitely like, what's happening? Like I'll just say it took a while for us to eventually settle down and yeah. and and record. And that's not a criticism. We're not talking anything bad. It's just like... No, it just was... By his own admission. He, anytime he's on a podcast or in his lyrics to his music, he'll say he's had... He still does stuff that's like, oh, I'm crazy or I'm yeah. weird. I'm a little off. So like, I, was, not... I was worried and there was... It was immediate... It was almost immediately assuaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he was like such a... Such a cool dude. Yeah. I was very nervous when we interviewed Vern. Um, oh, really? There, yeah, because I just, I just really liked his style. I mean, yeah. uh, I was, I was so happy to have John Wilson on there. This is John Wilson. Zebras in America is uh, one of the only podcasts uh, that asked me to be on it. There was one. There was one interview that didn't go as planned. But that's the episode that we can't, we, we never released. Oh, oh man, that's, I don't that's, know. That's, I that's not what oh. I'm talking about. Oh, it isn't? No. Oh, man. Yeah. It's one that was released? Yep. Okay. I guess I'll ask about that after the podcast as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm probably, yeah. I'm probably yeah. just not remembering. Yeah. That's what oh, you're is. right. Oh, man. Yeah. And But we just had really such a wonderful yeah. diversity of guests. Like, uh, But, you know, at the same token, you know, yeah. maybe you don't need to argue. Like, it's probably best to bring on people that you're interested in. Interested in. I'm not saying that you can't be interested in people that you yeah, you have, can. Dis- I, have yeah, disagreements I think with. I mean, we alone no, disagree. I, the two hosts of the show a lot. Dis- and, and I enjoy yeah. discourse. Like, yeah. I thought... I thought some of the the civil disagreements we had with Ron Wimberly were great. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. episodes. Although in the in the big grand scheme of things, I would like to see that. Like, doesn't have to be friendly, but doesn't have to be like angry. But definitely more. I think with disagreements, like that's how you learn. Even if you your idea, like you yeah. don't change your point of view, you still know how to just have dialogue and discourse a little better, I, I yeah. think, at, at, at the very least. So I, I actually kind of would like to see that more more often. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's so, you know, for, and also I just, I like it when, like, there have been times where I've really had change of hearts about movies or change of hearts about things. Like, like we had that episode where we talked about Paddleton. Yeah. And I really was like, this movie's whatever. 
And we also talked about that wrestling movie mm-hmm. that Sloan Leong really mm-hmm. wanted us mm-hmm. to check out. And uh, I really enjoyed having Sloan on because I learned about sports manga and mm-hmm. different things that I that I would have never known about. Or like I actually checked out Alita Battle Angel because of her because she loved the manga. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. shout out to Sloan actually like. We 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 follow each other. On, yeah, she's really cool on Twitter, and she definitely puts out a lot of things that I go, oh, that's interesting. Let me check that out. Yeah, yeah. and I just like that was a really cool episode because like her and Ari the Rugged Man both are really into body horror, and yeah. I, and like I was able I was able to refocus. Hey guys, it's Sloan. Um, just want to say congrats on the hundredth episode. So cool. You guys are so fun to listen to. You have the chemistry of two great friends, obviously, and I love the way you talk about movies, which is from the gut. You're not layered with like theory or pretense. You're just talking about it reflexively, instinctually. Um, anyway, it's been super fun to listen to you. Uh, thanks for sharing your conversations and insights. And yeah, happy 100. And here's 200 more. Uh, the movie that Ari the Rugged Man co-wrote that was difficult for me to get through. Oh, Bad Biology. Bad sure. Biology. It's funny. It's sitting on my with a, with a cameo from Tone Tank. Yeah, I, it's it's like in my I have a uh, uh, so, so I think Tubi. Mm-hmm. And like a, I have it. It's I have, good. I've yet to it's good. I, I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah. And I appreciate also with going back to Ari the Rugged Man episode, hearing like you know stories about Sean Price. Yeah. Or Vinnie Paz and stuff yeah. like that. Like that's really cool. Also. Yeah. And I was like, I remember, yeah, it's just like you learn all these different conversations and like, as I'm getting deeper into like mental health, like, I'm like, oh, well, Paddleton actually presents end of life issues in a really non, um, catastrophized, sensationalist way. Mm -hmm. And in that way, I'm like, oh, maybe this movie's better than I gave it a chance Mm -hmm. when I... So that's that's fun to re to to real to to admit I was wrong or to be like oh maybe I was like on the hype train like the like we definitely liked Black Panther the film more the first time than probably in retrospect or I just think sometimes also with art it needs to be digested. Yeah, I I actually we're in a culture now where you 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 have to have an opinion on something very quickly that's why yeah. I don't like to do like to go to movies with Q&A's afterwards I'm like I'm not ready I saw I went to a movie that I, that I didn't like um, and, I, and I, I stayed for the Q&A after and I, I realized how much I don't like Q&A's and it's I think is, is it Hilo Sterl I'm <coughs> reading a book by her now and she talked about um, uh, about how Q&A's are this like new function of not new function of this function of the art world and the movie world that don't allow people to like actual sit down and think yeah. about the movie. Like you're actually the Q and A's there, shaping how you're supposed to feel about the movie. And this is why Marcus and I don't do episodes anymore. Right after we watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and like yeah. when I go to film festivals now too, when I write about it, like less than twenty four hours after, yeah. I always make sure I sprinkle in lines here and there saying like, "Ah, eh, it's still fresh," or like, "I just saw yeah. it," or something like that. Just so you know. I also think the thing with the Q&A, it's a little disappointing because they can be something interesting, but I think over all these years, audience members have just kind of, for the most part, ruined it. And sometimes it's actually the curators that can ruin the Q&A also. Oh, IFC yeah. Center tried to do something that, on one hand, I appreciated it. 
On two, it, it could get a little elitist and like... Elitist the battle angel? Elitist the battle angel. And a little <laughs> too inclusive. But they they did this thing where I, I was there. I was actually one of the people that, that got to ask the question, although they never got to me. Lars von Trier did a Skype Q&A from his home to the IFC Center. And beforehand, you had to write in what your question was going to be. And you got this like special blue ticket. And after the movie... You lined up, which is again, it's also weird because like not seeing the movie, but you were gonna ask the question. That's that, so yeah, weird too. So weird. But still, it was still they, at the very least they were just trying to vet and they were trying to get good, potentially good questions for the filmmaker. So I, that that idea I do appreciate. Yeah, there's a way they're trying to save the Q and A that also doesn't just acknowledge that the Q and A maybe should not be around. Like as a filmmaker, I actually hate them. Like I I I I I. I I would rather be on a symposium talking about movies with other filmmakers yeah. rather than yeah. right after my movie. It's like, no, like, they'll sometimes ask me questions that I'm like, you honestly can answer that yourself if you just allow yourself and I've to seen... sit down for a minute. Yeah, it's just like, stop, <laughs> feel, exactly. breathe, think, think. Right. and then be like, do you still need to ask this question? Right. The last eight or nine years in particular... I've seen filmmakers too have fatigue of just like them respond like Jim Jarmish. Yeah. I've seen a couple times his response to a quote will just be like no, like and he'll say it with that tone like yeah. no or like Mike Lee uh, in 2011 when I saw uh, 2010 rather uh, someone asked a question and he was just like he said what movie were you watching you know what I'm saying? no like literally he said that or the, or. <laughs> Or David Lynch, he was at the Lincoln Center and someone asked him a question about Inland Empire and he was just like, the movie was, you just saw the movie, the movie was right there, like you don't need me to tell you what it is, like, yeah. so there's been a couple, and, and those are also filmmakers who've also been doing this for, so imagine how many Q&As, like, folks like David yeah. Lynch, all, all, all three directors I named have been making movies since the 70s, yeah. so imagine into 2000 now. Yeah. They're just probably like, oh my god! And the reason why they're doing it is because they're contractually obligated. It's part of their screening fee. So if like Mike Lee says, "Fuck off to the Q and A," he can't. He doesn't get his money. Yeah. So it's like I'm doing it because not because I'm really interested in doing it. I'm doing it because I I have to. Right. You know, I I did see one see a a Bellatar. I didn't. I wasn't there personally. Oh, he's famous. I watched it on YouTube, and they were asking about Workmeister Harmony's the famous scene where the um, they beat up the people in the hospital. And this guy has this long-winded question. He goes, and I'm watching the, the, the scene, and they're walking through, and then they stop, and I don't understand. I'm trying to really understand. Was it about the Holocaust? Bella, what it was it? And Bella said, there was a wall. They stopped, they saw a wall, and then they left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I cracked of, up. And like, I was with Bella. I was like, yeah, man, you're like interpreting and adding all these things to the movie. And he doesn't see that. So he basically, you, you ask him why they stop. He's like, there's a wall. There's and nothing more famous than... funny because I've been reading Against Interpretation by yeah. Susan Sontag mm-hmm. again because it's just like, yo, sometimes just shut up and enjoy the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Feel yeah. the senses. Yeah. Feel it and let it tell you what you want to tell also because sometimes the artist disagrees i mean recently there was this review about a lana del rey album and lana del rey was really upset about it you know she was like this doesn't understand me at all and this isn't who i am and the thing is like no offense but this your art actually the once you put it out is not always about you yeah and 
your people interpret it how they interpret it. Yeah, I, actually, I, I, you know, I had my students this year. The first essay they read was against interpretation by Susan Sontag, and it was funny. Was it was actually a difficult sell um, with them because they're so used to reading things that do this that say this is what this movie is about, even though I have no confirmation from the person who created the movie at all. But I'm going to tell you what this movie about is about and putting on your own ideas of someone else's art and, and fixing it on that based on the content, right? And based on what you think it's supposed to be. And, you know, telling them that, you know, hey, that's kind of actually maybe a, a, a move that's not the best. You Maybe you should get, just get it in your senses, And it's, right? like, it's very pre-modern and post-modern. And post-modern. And it's like, you know, you got to watch out for that. And it's interesting to, to talk to people who have been so ingrained where you have to interpret something and you have to have your own interpretation of something in order to like it. If you can't interpret it, then you shouldn't, you can't like it or understand it. And I'm like, eh, interpret, like, I don't need to interpret a movie. I need to know, does it feel good in my bone? Does my, yeah. my, you know, it's funny. I saw someone asked me, they were like, what did you think of High Life recently? And I said, you know what? When I left High Life, I honestly don't know what it's about. And for me personally, it was just a sensory experience and I was totally fine with that. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, I told, I told him, I said, that movie, more than any other movie by Claire and E, I didn't have any kind of brain thing working with it. It was literally just my senses. And I was like, you know what? Maybe me 10 years ago would have been like, well, this movie's bad because of that. Other than that, I was like, nah, now that I'm a little older, I was like, no, I, I, I know I'm feeling something. Maybe I'm not ready to understand what I'm feeling. I'll do yeah, that on my, sec- mean, on my second watch. Yeah. Sometimes there are books that I don't even really remember what happened, but I know that I was moved. Yeah. Like, I was recently talking to someone about Bon Georges Fistesse by Francois Sagan. And they were like, what do you like about it? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I knew that when I read it, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just like, I'm like, I barely remember what it was about. But yeah. I liked it. And um, and then it reminded me of this other book I liked. And that is that. And also, um, if there's any guests that we left out, it's not for lack of love. And right now, let's hear some testimonials for some guests. Chendon Zebras, thanks for asking me to contribute. This is Bill Scurry, a.k.a. Ratchet Jit Ray, a.k.a. Nicholas Winding Reppin and two-time guest of the show. Zebras in America has meant hours of listening entertainment for me when the show has been about movies, rap, wrestling, or even nothing at all. But I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the real leitmotif of the show, mental health and taking care of yourself. There aren't too many other pairs of modern dudes talking about the male psyche and how our culture is paying for the damage of unexamined and tormented minds. I'm glad that you two guys, Scott and Marcus, are digging a fire break to hold the line. So let's keep it 100 for another 100, guys. Thanks again. Hello, this is Ilana Levin of Graphic Policy Radio. And I'm friend of the show, Frank A. Smith. You know, when I think of zebras in America, I think of that warm feeling that comes over me when I hear that introductory music pop up on my playlist. And I know that for the next hour, I'm going to hear two grown men discussing therapy self-care, wrestling, movies, and sometimes all four at the same time. And when I think of zebras in America, I think of zebras in America. It's a celebration. Ow! Did you say your name was Alana Levin? Because 
clearly you're James Brown. Ow! Hey, Dan Pollard. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, Andrew Hawkins. Hey. Hey, hey, Ricky Sprague. Ricky. Hello, B Corn. <laughs> what the fuck? What is, who's <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hip things up. I, I... Be corn. Yeah. Okay, let's try that again. That's... You're not leaving that in? Leave it in. That's gold. Okay, that's gold. Congratulations. That's... You know what else is gold? You know what else is gold? What's that? Is the podcast Zebras in America. Oh, yeah. Marcus, Marcus Penn and Scott Thoreau, they've been doing this podcast for a while. And they're up to their 100th show. Congratulations. Congrats, I'm, guys. I'm, I'm completely, let's, let's get started on our own 100 episodes. I've completely ruined this thing, didn't I? <laughs> I've ruined it. I'm sorry. I, look, I ruined it. You I'm went so- off. You <laughs> I'm didn't so- stop me. You enabled me. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. And I'm sorry, Marcus, that I wasn't able to do more a more fitting salute. All right. So I've got my timer on. Let's see. Oh, I got to say, my favorite interview in the last couple of years was with you guys, as um, Scott is naming off some obscure wrestlers, and uh, Marcus and I are talking about Coco Beware and uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Did not expect to go back to the classic days of uh, WWF wrestling in an interview with Cinema, but there you guys are. Zebras in America, my favorite podcast of all time. This is Amir Matla signing out. Thanks for all that you guys do. Bye-bye. Hey there, Zebras in America. This is Mikhail, who uh, I have, uh, I don't know if you remember, I've some. I've been on your podcast a couple of times, um, and an occasional person that comes by wrong reel. I'm, I'm that man, and, uh, and I am leaving you this voice memo because uh, you asked me to under duress. And so uh, I would just like to hope you guys, you know, a momentous fuck, man. Just congratulations. All right. Uh, May there be a hundred more. And then after that, a hundred more. And then after that, maybe consider wrapping things up. Okay. Uh, Love you both. Bye. So um, do you have like a particular favorite episode, M2A? Gosh. Not a lot of episodes. I gotta think about that for a second. I mean, from recent, I I I really enjoyed the RA. I I gonna lie, man. Oh, nice. I really enjoy, as a New Yorker, as a hip right. hopper, um, as a movie lover. I hey. really enjoyed it. My fiance's home. Hello. Say hi. 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 <laughs> We're recording episode one hundred. Oh my gosh, one hundred episodes! Right. You're doing it. We did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Giants just fucking did it, so... Yeah! That was... Sports. Sports. Um, Yeah, the RA episode was... I was really proud of. Yeah, that was... That was... That was a powerful one. The Wimberly episode was dope, too. Yeah, yeah. That was dope. That was dope. I I, I liked when you've had non-movie people, but who are, like, movie enthusiasts. Yeah. Or just, like, narrative... Or, you know, art culture enthusiasts. That's, that's been really, 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 really good. Um, I can't... Yeah, my brain is, like, not great anymore with remembering things. 
I, I but going back to going forward, I think we are gonna have a couple of guests like that who are just not attached to like the film world, but have just still have interesting things to say. Yeah. But they have no attachment to anything art related, really, or movie related, yeah. rather. So it's yeah, and some that. people who work in other dimensions of the movie world, and also like the past five film directors that said they were going to be on our show and have not been on our show. This is true. Yeah. Get some. We're gonna get some cinematographers on this show. I mean, we've oh, had we've good. had directors. We've had M. Two May Gant. We've yeah. had. Shaka King, King we Liam Gavin, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know he he hasn't been on a lot of podcasts and yeah. and he did he actually did a drop for this episode. We and, had uh, Ron Browse. Yes, that was his name, right? Wait, now I'm drawing a. Your your that movie you really love from last year with the the. Lucha oh, Libre. sorry, Jesus, Ryan. Prowse. Ryan Prowse. Yes. Um, we had uh, John Wilson, um, Kati Gonzalez. Uh, um, I'll say too, going back to Liam Gavin, as a Car- testament Carlo, to Carlo. Yeah. As a testament all, to this, all directors. Po- this podcast, I only started oh, Amir seeing... Ma- Amir Matwa. I only started seeing uh, a dark song pop up on all these like Oh, movies you missed or underrated this, you know. After Scott started, you know, kind of pushing for it, and then like I have three hundred followers you know. on Twitter. Well, I then have... find through me because once I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this movie's great." <coughs> <coughs> I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. Just, just, just saying. I, I am, I am the Robin Givens of of this podcast. I don't, you know. I'm, I'm... Wait, what? So what? What does that make me? Howard Stern. You mean Robin Quivers, not Robin Givens. <laughs> They're yeah. going to be do like head of the class. Like, so this, yeah, Givens and Quivers are very different. They're very different. I feel like neither of them would want you to confuse with the other. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Robin Quivers is, is the maid of the Howard Stern show. I have, um, I have memory issues. I'm just saying, like, I know when people, like... Like, I have some friends, what up, Joshua, that, like, listen to my podcast, but, like... People were interested in hearing what you said, but I'm I'm sure that they like me too. But you know, um, it just is what it is. Why the face, Entume? Nothing. I'm just tired. I'm old. We're all the same age here. I'm older than you. A couple couple of years. years. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's nothing. Um, don't minimize my feeling of being old. You're right. That was dismissive, dismissive, dismissive of I'm me. Starting, and, I, and I invalidated your experience. Yeah. I'm not old. I do feel older. I tell people. I, I enjoy older. being old. There's certain things that change. With, like, oh, just totally. let's take it to movies. Like, when I hear like a movie is like either 80 minutes or over three hours, I'm very excited. But like a two hour movie or like. A two-hour and fifteen-minute movie—it just feels like death to me. It's like, like oh, why though? But like super short movies that just get to the, just right to the point, or longer drawn-out movies that tell a story that has to be told in three plus hours. What's that I'm like? If, it, if it's in a movie theater, I'm 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 pretty good. If it's a, a if certain it's, movie theater, if it's at long yeah, legs. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, if it's at Big home, daddy long legs. If it's at home time length, length. Not a good movie. Length becomes an issue. Like, if it's longer than two hours and, like, 40 minutes and I'm watching it at home, I'm like, 
Because home is so it's so distracting. Well, yes, what's it that is. like yeah, fifty-seven minute long Hal Hartley movie? Oh, Book of Life. No. Oh, um, the more me- recent one. No, something Desire. Oh, oh, damn! Yeah, Surviving Desire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's just like yeah. bing, bang, Surviving boom. Desire. Yeah, that's a weird time frame to do a movie. Yeah, though. it was made it's, for PBS. It's, it's really it was, but, yeah. Or I'm, like or like Claire's camera is like. It's yeah, 71, 72 minutes. Yeah. Perfect. It's, it's, That's no, perfect. it's 69 minutes. Oh, is it? Yeah, and I, I have a theory that he did it um, as like a FU to film festivals because of weird time limits. <laughs> sure. I, yeah. I, 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 it's not really founded on anything as much as his last bunch of movies have been really commenting on like mm. the film world and his issues with the film world. So I was like, why did you make it this weird time? Because... Feature films are not supposed to be under 70 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he made it one minute under 70 minutes. Right. Hmm. Oh, so funny. I was kind of just like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> oh, one movie that I saw for this podcast I probably would have never saw. There's a couple. Hereditary. Um, mm. uh, fucking anti-porno or whatever. Oh, yeah. That, that was, come what, on. The sign, the I like that movie. Yeah. A oh, lot, yeah. actually. I know. I watched another watch one of the movies it. that I really didn't like, though. Tokyo Tribe. You see that about the hip hopper, the hip hop musical in Japan? No, no. man, I, I, I really didn't like that movie. DJ, I, DJ I, Honda's life story. Nah, man, Honda's the man. Yeah, like this movie was like disrespectful in a really bad way. Mm-hmm. I, I kept waiting for him to like flip it the way he flipped it with anti porno, and like he never flipped it. Oh no, it just became this really reductive way to look at hip hop and use it to like tell some kind of like Romeo and Juliet style story in Japan yeah. in like a post war yeah, I mean, Japan. But that that's it's terrible. You know, the, I, I go back to this line all the time by Jay Live where like hip hop is still the proverbial sad clown of music, uh exploited by many, understood by few. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah. Marcus, do you what do you think are some some things that we did right and some things that we could have done better on this on this road to 100 things that we could have done uh i guess see one of them it's part of some people actually do enjoy and it's part of but sometimes not all the time because we wouldn't be the podcast but i guess getting to the point and that's why I'm conflicted to say. I mean, we do eventually always will get to a point. So, or sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I know for me personally, when there's diversions that I'm just as much as a part of, after we're done recording, it's like, oh, listening, but I'm sure we didn't even address what the original question or concern was because we started going off and off and off. So, stuff like that. But it's, again, it's something that makes this what it is. So, that's why I'm... I'm I'm only dipping my, you know, foot partially into to saying that. Um, other than that, not 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 much, nothing else I can really think of. And what are some things you think that we've done right? Uh, if anything, anytime there's like, well, you're not on Facebook, but people will hit me on Facebook, or you'll see on Twitter where it's just like, oh, I wouldn't have discovered this movie. There's like there's there's a certain handful of like zebras movies that we really kind of stick to our guns about that people always are like oh I only saw this movie because you guys talk about it all the time so I, I, yeah. I that that's kind of the point of one of the main reasons to do what you know we do so yeah 
for me, yeah, I do struggle with the meandering. Mm-hmm. When when sometimes I'll I'll revisit an episode and I'll be like, oh, with some of these movies, we literally just said the name of the movie and maybe didn't go deeper into it. Yeah. And and sometimes I'm like, that's a missed opportunity. But I also, I, when I do run into people that like our podcast, they just like that we're willing to go all over the place. And I think that we've done, uh, I think we've handled controversial topics and mental health topics really well. Yeah. I will say as you're going forward, I'd like to do more like, it could be an actor too. Actor or director kind of deep dives were like for a couple of episodes in a row, like we're only going to be watching these movies from this director or movies that show this actor. I love and, and get into it. Yeah, yeah, episode. that's what I was thinking. So I'm do that with other, you know. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Filmmakers. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jacob, I know we still owe you in the company of men. It's going to happen, I promise. Oh yeah, we're supposed to do that with him too, May, actually. So yeah. we'll have to, yeah. And I just I don't think we have time to record that episode right now. But we will. <laughs> I mean, I would. I, would I want to have more energy because I have a million things it. to say about that. I mean, I do. I love I that do, movie. Yeah. I haven't. I but, purposely not rewatched it. Um, are anticipating rewatching it before? We are there? Do it. Yeah. Before we close out, one are there things that you would like to challenge us more to do? Hmm. Well, the one about get some. Get some film crew people. Get a get a lighting person. Oh hell yeah! You know, like just just I already have someone in Get a grip now. in here who yeah. works as a grip, and just talk to them. I think that could be very interesting. Well, Tone is a Tone Tank is a stagehand now, and he is. Yeah, he wants to be on the show. That would be yeah. yeah. Get a get a get a production designer. I actually know some production designers. Mm-hmm. I could throw you some people. Get a makeup. Get someone just makeup. Shit. We were supposed to have uh, the production designer for Inland Empire. Remember, <gasps> he hit me up, and it just kind of fell through. What? Well, he, hit, he hit us up. We're still, we still correspond on... It's not gone. We still correspond on Twitter all the time, so it's still there. We just have, have to literally oh. jump on that and actually do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So now I got... I, yeah. And this is going to be a very make comment. Don't be afraid to dislike things. And, and say oh. it publicly. Do you yeah. think we like things too much? I think you're sometimes afraid to dislike things. Hmm. I like strongly. I am hesitant to. Um, I mean, I've said some very terrible things about there will be blood. <laughs> you have, and you and you you repeat them randomly on text in weird moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am hesitant to shit on films that I don't think have like negative agendas. Yeah, I see. It's the I think my only thing is, is there is there a particular thing that you think that I think sometimes I I I, it's not the, I feel like I feel like there's a thing where the only time you can dislike a movie if it has a negative agenda. Sometimes in movies, really, they make me the most angry. The ones that insult my intelligence. Like that's the re- that actually that actually really makes me angry. Like I can't accept that, you know. Like you are speaking to me like I'm not smart. 
Right. You know, and then when you you'll you'll hear directors say why they did something, they usually will give a reason like, well, you know, people need this, and I'm like, no, we don't. I need mm-hmm. honesty, bruh. Like, and if you feel like something is like not jiving with you, and you want to say it's really bothering me right now, just say it. I, I you know, I I think I, the reason why I say this is because I feel like we live in a in a culture now where like. You have to be somewhat praiseworthy of like all things, and that that are that are made and like I'm like man. I think your criticism is fair. Hmm. I think I think what you're saying is fair. Yeah, and I just you know, but like don't be afraid to do it because you can you can change your mind. Like that that is true. You I can, mean, you I can you can go. You know, I've what? gotten in trouble at house parties for my for my public views of blind spotting. Ugh. By, 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 mostly by white people, telling telling me I don't understand. Oh man, the the racial connotations of Oakland. Neither do they. Who make blind spotting. Yeah, like, also, neither do I. Right. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just a white dude just watching this movie and being like, I find this to be dangerous. But it can't just bother you. What do you mean? Like the movie, I'm 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 saying like I'm posing a question like the, the, you could watch Blind Spotting and it can't just be like this movie is bothersome or another movie is just bothersome to your or like, body or, or like I don't like it. I was right. on, I was on yeah, a group. Like, yeah, it right bothered me. I was on a group text and I I said I don't yeah. like Seinfeld. Yeah, like I watched a movie <laughs> recently and I got cursed at. Like I went and saw The Farewell, right? Um, and I wasn't a fan of that film, and there was something about it. A thing about it that really bothered me, right? I found it to be like belittling, and like I'll tell people that, and I feel like that's helpful in discourse. You don't want to. I know the farewell is a huge movie to a lot of people right now, but if they ask me my opinion, I was like, yeah, there's something actually that really bothered me about that movie, and I should be allowed to say that, you know, as long as I'm not being like a complete jerk or creep. Sure, just don't be a yeah. You can yeah. if you don't like something. There's like an like aspect my, of yeah. the film that really bothers me. And it's like with um when everyone finds out like yeah, Black Klansman wasn't that great or like you know the first purge like that like I meant what I said when I wrote last year my interview thing like like black struggle is becoming a genre so that, that's yeah. why and then like people are so amazed to hear me of all because there's this assumption that you just have to like it but it's just like the well, deaths like- of Eric Garner the deaths of Trayvon Martin. The, the, the church shoot, like all of these things are now becoming entertainment yeah. to the a com- certain degree. That's, commodifi- fucked up. The, That's fucked up. The commodification of oppression pain yeah. is gross. And that's also why I do talk about those things when I have a problem with it. Yeah. Like, what's this, yeah. what's this Queen and Slim, this new movie coming out? It's like, I kind of don't. I'm not trying, I haven't seen it, so I'm not trying to judge it, but it just looks like another movie yeah, in that vein of like. The trailer doesn't, doesn't, yeah. doesn't, doesn't it, it's not inviting. Yeah. Or like, or like, um, cognitive dissonance or like like people not knowing what to do with like Boots Riley's fair assessment of Black Klansmen, right? Oh man, that blew the lid like yeah. And that's 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 annoying. Like let them let the man have an opinion. No, of course. Yeah. And and, and, and also, like you hear that Elita battle Elita army. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> like like virgins. <laughs> Like, like a guy, a guy who literally comes from a family of, you know, activists, yeah. having trouble, and also starting the move, starting off by saying 
Spike Lee's talented. Mm. Spike Lee influenced. Yeah, he, and, and it's funny, he shouldn't even have to say that, though. I, I think I agree. He shouldn't even have to say that. And then it turns out it was pointless for him to even say because nobody even paid exactly. attention to it to, to begin with. So it's like, in a way, it might even. I don't think it made it worse. Oh, and also, I want to know about. I want to know about the first black police officer in this racist ass department that was used to infiltrate a non-violent chapter of the Black Panther Party. That's it turns more, out it was for two years, as the movie portrayed. It wasn't just one thing. It wasn't one scene. It was, it was two for two years, years he where did this that, guy He did that longer yeah. than he infiltrated exactly. the KKK. And that's, that's a way more interesting that's story. That's interesting to me. That's yeah. a way more interesting that story. That is in Spike, though. Yeah. Clearly. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you have any closing thoughts for us as we end our 100th episode? Keep going. Do it. Sure. We want, we want, we want 200, 300. Uh, we look forward. Thank y'all for doing this. And for thank, having, you, thank for, you for having thank me. Thank you for being on the, on the show for so sure. many times. Yeah. Forward for more. Let's do, let's do some intros. I'm Scott Thoreau. You're, Mark, you're Pin. Marcus Pinn. And who, are, who, who do we have the, the lovely, uh, who, are we, who are we with today? I'm Mike Penis. I'm named after my dad's penis. <laughs> You purposefully said that in, in like a fast way. <laughs> you want me to slow it down? Yes, please. Okay, like so the Lupe it's... Fiasco song. Okay. I'm named after my dad's penis. I have hepatitis. Hello, zebras. Congratulations on reaching episode 100. I'm so proud of you guys. Uh, I can still remember the very first episode of zebras I ever listened to, which was the song to song episode. And that inspired me to start my own podcast and and followed you guys on SoundCloud. You guys followed back and it was just a series of fortunate events, you know, just listening to you guys for the first time. I just knew I wanted to be friends with you guys. And I also just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to Amanda, a.k.a. at WMassLiberty on Twitter and Simp for the Devil on Letterboxd. I had no idea. She was like a former guest on the show and I had no idea that... We actually followed each other on Twitter and on Letterboxd, and I'm a big fan of her reviews. Oh, hey, Marcus and Scott. Uh, it's Amanda, uh, WMS Liberty. I wanted to thank you guys again for having me on your show for, I think it was episode 91, where we talked everything from uh, New Haven Pizza to uh, Marcus's wonderful Catwoman story. Um, but yeah, you guys have had a killer year with episodes, a lot of great guests, uh, and I love the conversational style. and always this this level of positivity that you guys like somehow keep to the just the highest level uh so just keep it going because it's great and it's something we need um and uh, yeah i can't wait until you guys hit episode 200 so congrats on hitting the big 100 and yeah i just wanted to congratulate you guys again um and thank you for the friendship that exists on the podcast and outside of it and um I'm hoping that uh, you guys have many, many more episodes. P-E-N-I-S, I'm on the Red Bull Network. Brazzers.